Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. Today I'm joined by husband and wife team Vadim and Janela. Together they run a business called Photo Portrayal. Vadim is a fine art still life photographer who creates limited edition prints using light painting techniques. Welcome to you both. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's really good to have you here. Now, obviously I've been on your website. This is very, I mean, I think a very unique product that you're selling. So could you just tell us a little bit more about how you started and how you turned this, you know, how you got started with this as a, I guess, as a, as a product and how you turned it into a business? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, the company itself was founded on 2005, mm-hmm. 2009, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was just, just my, my ideas from 2005. And on 2009, it was originally like launched. So the whole my life, I was interested in, in a still life. And actually, I started as a painter at the beginning. I was uh, studying as a painter and Later, I kind of converted it to the photography. Mm-hmm. So I am using the techniques and the kind of the ideas from the from the painting to the to the photography. So and that's actually what you see on a, on the website. That's what yeah. actually the result of this. Yeah. Because they, I mean, some of them you're looking at them, you're actually sort of questioning. Is that a photo or is that a painting? They are, they are, yeah. it's just fascinating when you're looking at them, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So many people in the past asked us, is it a painting? Some yeah. of it is a drawing. Some of it couldn't, couldn't realise that it's actually a photograph. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how did you come into this? Is this because the sort of the lighting, the fact that you obviously use, you, you said you use the lighting to create these these images and these impressions. It's, it's a very unique way of doing the lighting. How did you come about doing to do that? Well, let me uh, let me tell you just a couple of things about the, the technique itself, just to to start to understand how, how I'm doing this. So the whole process, photographing in a complete darkness. So in my studio, it's like completely dark. Wow. And I'm using just one source of light, like a small torch, mm-hmm. or to illuminate every single every single piece of the of the object. And later, I'm combining these later layers on Photoshop. At the end of the day, it's like let's say ten images, for example, photographed on a long exposure. Like one exposure can take me up to up to like half a minute or even more. And later, I'm combining them layer by layer. So in in the and the end result is what you actually seen on the website. Yeah. Well, they are. They are. He, he's just sitting there in the darkness, almost like painting with a piece of light, drawing tiny little lines and details with it, and then, like he said, combines it all together later on. Yeah, because for me, it it's really really close to the paintings I used to do in in, in the past. So. Instead of the brush, I'm using the torch. Actually, that's 
that's fascinating. They are, they are, they are really beautiful, really beautiful. So, how did it first become? You know, how did you first start setting this up as a business? Did you sell prints in person? You know, did you start off online, or how did that side of it work? So, so as Vadim said, originally he started around forming ideas around 2005, but then 2009 he started commissioning works like photographing other people's things and or product photography, things like that. But it was never at the fine art level at this stage. It was only maybe a couple of years ago when... Yeah, around two and a half years ago. Yeah, when, when he started investing his full time into the actual light painting technique itself, like developing the technique, the style, the ideas behind it. And even now he introduced even new twists into this whole thing. He's, he spends another extra bulk of time in before he even starts to do a bit of a DIY on the composition itself to put things together. It's like that flower that you can see at the back that is completely handmade, pretty much. So there, there's a bit of that. And I think then a bit later, I joined him and we, we launched the website, started investing in marketing, things like that. And yeah, that that pretty much where we took off. I so think. yeah, at the beginning, I was doing it just by myself. But to be honest, it's no chances <laughs> to do it just by yourself. It's like one man band, you know, it, yeah. you, you don't have really, you don't really have the skills to run every single aspect of the, of the business just by yourself. So and Janela, she's, from my opinion, she's brilliant in, in giving infrastructure mm -hmm. to the business. So I'm kind of creating and she's giving the, the infrastructure. So did you have any, any background knowledge? Had you sort of run a business yourself before or were you, kind of, were you sort of learning as you went as well? I think yes and no, because we, we had another, another business smaller than that, but just to learn how to manage the business, financial side of it, marketing, et cetera. But other than that small experience, no, not really. I think we were just learning on the journey. It's looking at what other people are doing, analyzing competition, platforms that are offering limited edition prints for sale, like doing price comparisons, things like that. So yeah, I think it was ups and downs, just learning on the way. Yeah. And so who was it responsible? Did you build the website yourself or did you sort of get somebody else in to do that side of it for you? Yeah, we, we built the yeah. website by ourselves, actually. At the beginning, we used a platform called Wix. Mm -hmm. So I, as I said, I was I, like a one-man band. So I was doing the website as well, just by myself and trying to, to, to do my best looking what other people is doing so i try to to implement this mm. this kind of small features on on the website but later janela found other platform which is much more better from our opinion actually and we kind of switch everything to to that platform yeah what, what do you want now sorry uh it's shopify Shopify, yes, yeah. Because yeah. originally, like Vadim said, we started off on Wix. It is a beautiful platform, but it was more like a gallery website rather than a proper selling kind of engine. Plus, it's not overly SEO friendly as well. So it was yeah. not appearing a lot in Google search and things like that. And it was a bit 
when we started working together, it was a bit challenging to integrate it with the printing company that we're working with, so that it just automates the whole process when a person orders. It just gets passed on to that printing company. They print and ship it straight away, just dispatch the order. And lots of other integrations as well, be it social media or MailChimp and newsletter things, like lots of other things that we couldn't find an easy way to work with Wix. And even the, the shop itself, it was not as straightforward to set it up there. Well, it, it was possible, but not ideally at type. Mm. Well, Shopify is certainly, you know, it's very straightforward yeah. to do it once you yeah, get the, it. The, the platform is, yeah, it builds to as a, as a shop, actually. So yeah. that's the main goal and main idea of Shopify. That's that's why we, we switched to that. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to sort of marketing and putting yourself out there, how has that worked and what kind of things do you do to actually tell people about your artworks? I think it's a lot of different things. Before everything closed down, we had uh, a couple of physical exhibitions where mm-hmm. we just went and met people face to face. I think Vadim was really great with that, just telling about the technique. And it's a bit easier uh, when you're here and there, yeah. showing that's the artwork, that's what I did with it, etc. When everything went working from home, pretty much, we moved on to more like online techniques. I think one, some of the best working ones so far were Facebook lead generation ads. And, oh, yes. uh, and that just collects a, a bulk of emails for us and we then do regular newsletter in MailChimp. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that is probably one of the best ones. Instagram, we got some sales from there, hashtag strategy, things like that. Lately, it's been a bit more challenging with algorithm changes, but stay <laughs> home. Yeah, yeah, lots of changes. Actually, last, last month, yeah, we are yeah, doing really, fun. really hard <laughs> right now. I mean, they're, they're changing the, uh, the algorithm and literally they didn't let know what they're changing, what, how, we need to, how we need to act, mm. what is the new rules and what we need to do and so on, so on. So it's really hard when you're, when you're trying just by yourself and you're literally you're doing the same as you've been doing before yeah. and the result is completely different. I mean, previously you had like, a, let's say, a thousand likes and hundred comments but you are doing the same right now and it is like a five views and one like so without any any kind of difference really and yeah. it's a, it's a bit up and down as well because you may post one week and it gets such a massive exposure but then you post a similar thing next week but it is just seen by no one um, not because people don't like it because mm. those who do actually get reached they quite engage quite a lot with the boss but still yeah it, it's a bit unpredictable i guess that's one of the reasons why we moved a bit more into the ad strategy and getting the email list built mm-hmm. up because at least this is the true asset rather than relying on yeah. algorithm changes in the long run i think what else was there yeah, yeah as part of the newsletter we've been doing the regular blog posts so there were a couple of people here and there coming week from Google search and also in terms of the other people helping out to bring bring our message out there. We've been working with five different galleries and all of them have their own websites and 
do a shout out so that's our artist that we started working with etc and i guess yeah, obviously so then in future you'll be able to do work with those galleries when everything opens back up again i guess you then be able to do yeah. to actually go out and see people and actually talk to them and show them <laughs> what you what you can do so i guess so how, how are you changing you know you just are you you say you're kind of embracing the the ad strategy is that just is that what you're doing to actually try and change it you literally just sort of resigned to saying well we'll have to start doing i presume facebook and instagram ads and how is, is that working better for you or have you not had a chance to test it yet at the beginning we when everything when the this lockdown happens so we kind of start looking for other kind of strategies and the ways how we can reach reach out the people so we tried the google ads but in same time i think it works really good and even after the lockdown will be will be finished we, we will continue with this for sure yeah, yeah. so are you uh, still doing uh, facebook ads oh, yeah, facebook, yeah. Ads. Oh, facebook ads yeah 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 well it's if you can get your targeting right and you can get in front of the right people your yeah. product i mean you're in quite a unique position in the fact that your product speaks for itself and if somebody sees that and it's if they're attracted to it then you're a long way to doing the job of selling it to them, aren't you? Because, you know, they're, yeah. they say they're, I keep saying it, they're so unique. It's just, I've never <laughs> well, I have seen similar things, but they are paintings, as you know, you know, sort of old, old, I think my mum's got a couple of still life paintings and they're a similar kind of feeling. They're not a, not yeah, a style, but they're, they've got that feeling and they're, yeah, they're very, very good. So with your emails, then obviously I think it's a really good tactic, as you say, to worry about or to concentrate on building up your email list so that you've actually got a group of people to market to how what kind of things do you do do you just send them a weekly newsletter or yeah so technically with email list as i said it's it feels much more reliable than uh, like having a following on instagram or facebook because following it's there but algorithm changes then that it yeah. goes out of the window and you have to yeah. adapt again with the email list i think Art in general, what we noticed is uh, you can't really do a cold sale as such. Uh, you need to build that trust, that feeling, that knowing yeah. of the artist, of the background, of the technique, etc. Because, yeah, like, like you said, many people just look at you thinking, oh, that's just another painting. But when you have them in your email list and nurture that relationship week after week, sending email newsletters about the technique, about what goes, what can ideas go into each yeah. artwork, how each composition was made like that flower, for example, or any other things like behind the scenes videos of how wedding puts it all. We are still to figure out how to film the in the darkness bit. I guess, I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Actually. I suppose you <laughs> photograph it in the light, but like say, well, this is how we do it. But obviously, yeah, that's... You cannot that's... see anything. It's just a beam of light, the small one. It's just moving, so, yeah. so you cannot really get the idea what what is happening on the on the video because it's just a couple of centimeters of light just moving, and so we are right now we are trying to figure out how how we can maybe implement new maybe camera mm. with, the, with the night vision or something like that just to to show the the process actually the real yeah. process how how it happened. Yeah, because it's more of a, we've got the filming of the back, backstage videos and things like that just before it actually starts. 
yeah. and the when it's put together in Photoshop or any other post-processing program, but the, the actual magic that's happening behind the scenes, that's just hidden in the dark room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, very tricky, but I'm sure you'll overcome it. I'm sure there will be somebody that will know exactly what to do. So you, you're obviously quite happy to share all your secrets and the way that you produce these. Have you have you ever thought about teaching people and do having turning that into a course that you can actually sell to show people how to do this, or would you not be interested in in that? To be honest, that's the other thing which we are kind of thinking right now about this so because i had really a lot of a lot of questions about like how you are doing this how i can reproduce the same as you are doing and so people were asking even on on instagram it's really interesting when some people who was doing the let's say the portraits for example they start following us and in a couple of weeks i can see what they're trying doing the light painting and uploading the photos on a, on their on their feet so it, it's really really nice to inspire others and yes we are planning to do the course in the future just to give the the magic of life painting actually to other people it is a i mean i mean i'm not a photographer so i mean would i have come across it if i were a photographer or is it you know do most photographers know this technique exists or are you are you really kind of how many how many people do this already yeah it's really really tricky to answer to be honest because every photographer if they call themselves as a photographer mm. they know what is long exposure but rarely anyone using these long exposures to to produce their still lives especially in studio mm. normally people are using long exposures for example to to photograph you know i think you've seen these kind of photos on um on a motorways, for example, when yeah. you're doing these trials yeah. with the lights and stuff, or for example, when you're using your torch in front of the camera and just writing the, let's say, your name or, yeah. or something else. Yeah. But as I said, rarely people think in a, in a way to use the light to illuminate some other objects and, and photograph it as using the long exposure, actually. So... Yeah. I know a couple of people who is who is really into it. I mean, they're really like gurus and <laughs> dinosaurs, yeah. I would say. There's like one, <laughs> one guy in America somewhere um, yeah. who is just a master of it and he's teaching people as well. But other than his students, that there's hardly anyone else doing it. Well, at least we didn't see much people yeah. doing it, really. Especially on an art market. Not really. I, I haven't seen any, like, I would say strong ones who is selling as an artist their artworks. Even if you're answering your question, even if you're not a photographer, I think it's, it is possible to understand the, the technique and at least try it. And if you are happy with the result or if you really want to invest time and go really dive really deeper, I think the, the sky is the limit. Yeah. As far as people who actually buy your prints, do you have any particular type of person that tends to buy them? I mean, do you, or is it a, a huge range of backgrounds? It's quite different, I'd say. I think most of the people, it would be those who know how to appreciate art. It's sort of things like limited editioning or the artwork coming with a certificate or the fact that it's uh, hand side and things like that, and that those who know the value behind the publications, the exhibitions, that the 
our person is exposed to as part of his career. So that is probably the majority um, of those who are ready actually to pay that price for the art. And there are, of course, other people as well, like those who just like the look of it or they appreciate the, the amount of time and uh, effort that went into this technique. And it, it, it's all sorts of various backgrounds. We had one guy who's selling like, custom jewellery, another woman, she's an LP practitioner actually. So it, it's all sorts of people really. Yeah. So what, what do you find as far as running it as a business? What do you find the, the hardest part of the business side of things? We're just missing people, really. We're missing those art fairs, massive events. I think art is kind of stepping into online world, but it doesn't feel as strong as other industries as such because people still want to physically be there and see the art, yeah. touch it, feel it. So, yeah, that, that was probably one of the challenges. I yeah, think. for now, yes, that's the, the major challenge, I would say. I think it's not just for art businesses. A lot of businesses are kind of, let's say struggle with, mm. with this so but yeah that's our main main challenge hopefully it won't be too long before that side of it starts to open up again for you but do you sell to the uk or is it global do you have customers overseas as well global it's yeah. Global. Yeah. yeah we've sold one to miami yeah um, one guy from miami he's yeah. a collector he's collecting the watches really expensive ones so <laughs> and he just liked it by the fact that it was somehow resonating with his childhood, the, the photo itself, and he just straight away ordered with no questions, like, please send, and yeah, and, and just hang it on a wall in front of, in front of him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did ask a couple of questions. Will it be signed? How does it work with editioning yeah. internationally? Will it still keep the same number, etc.? But yeah, he... He was ready to, to pay whatever we were asking for it. And it, it was mainly, I think, yeah, you're right, the connection with his childhood stories that he had. Some of it was, though, I think he said something along the lines that the still life that Vadim does, it's it's usually quite difficult to do something original and not like everyone else is doing with it, in photography especially. So that is what drew him to, to this particular piece. And do you have any challenges with shipping a product like this? Because I presume, is it, is it printed on a canvas or...? Yeah, we are using the archival, archival paper called Kansan Barita gloss. So that's... And we also we are using the pigment ink, which can last up to 100 years, actually. So that's the level of, of the quality. And we have two options, actually, for selling or for sending the photos. It is one of the options is a flat pack. So you, you are just receiving the part envelope. Mm. And the other one is on a tube. Yeah. So you are just roll the, the photo. But all these questions is going to our printers, printing company. Yeah. So they're they are doing all fulfillment without any like bothering us with this. So we know yeah, the quality. And nice for you, yeah. <laughs> have to worry about it it's been amazing this company is really good it's it's, it's called creative hub or the print space and as, as vadim said the quality of paper is outstanding the, the quality of the ink the way they package it certification and everything is just handled by them and they're so good that even guardian uses that company to print their prints for sale so mm. yeah it, it's just amazing i think that just takes away that hustle 
printing yourself, retrying again, oh, there was a piece of ink that spilled over or uh, tiny little things like that, or dealing with returns in terms of, oh, the, the, the paper has actually yeah. bent in transit. So all of these things, you, yeah, you, you can just forget about it. You need that peace of mind, don't you? So yeah, yeah, you focus on what you want to do, which is being creative. We've all, I think most business owners have kind of made mistakes. Are there any things that you've done that you look back and think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, or I wish I'd done that differently in your journey? Or I have a couple. It, it was not like massive mistakes, really. I think when we just started out pricing our work and preparing the work for sale, we just went with our kind of gut feeling, or oh, maybe that is what works without doing any actual competitors research what is it that market actually expects from this sort of things limited editioning how does that work yeah uh, so technically some of the pieces we ended up having quite lots of numbers in it like i think one has about 30 yeah, so for the edition yeah so for a limited edition it doesn't feel as limited anymore mm. but yeah but even then we've learned our lesson and researched our competition and what the market is expecting from this and grew from there so it, it was not a massive mistake that is not possible to correct really because at the end of the day it all goes back to how you price it because if it yeah. is not as limited as other pieces for example it just is a bit of a cheaper range a bit more accessible for other collectors who want a bit of an entry level rather than oh i want this one of the three kind of works because you say I was going to ask you how many do you run, do as a limited edition? So is it yeah. one of three? Is it is that? Yeah, the, right now we have two sizes. Usually, the the biggest one is eighty centimeters on the long side, which is the edition of three, and the other one is one out of seven. The edition, the edition itself is seven actually. The the medium one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so overall it makes it 10, some of it we may issue even less than that, but it all depends on the artwork, I guess. Most of it, we're now trying not to go beyond 15, 20 tops, mm -hmm. just to make it a bit more special rather than, oh, yeah. everyone can have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, I totally understand that. So where do you see yourselves, sort of, what's your dream and your goal to be in, say, say five or 10 years' time? What are you hoping, where are you hoping to be with the business by then? Yeah, one of the things you already mentioned that is the course, actually. Yeah. So right now I'm really thinking and planning how to do, what to do in about the, the, the course itself. Because I really, I really like to teach people and, you know, especially the moments when, when they learn and understand something like this, wow, now I know this. So it's really, really, really giving me the the power i would say <laughs> to to really continue spread my my knowledge with others that's that's one thing and in 10 years it's really hard to to answer right now to be honest about 10 years yeah i mean for sure i would really really want to show my artworks on a in a different galleries worldwide mm -hmm. So that's 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 the plan actually. Yeah, and probably a bit going to a bit more well-known places as well because at the moment the work is already shown all over the world in Africa. I think we've had one in Rome, and it's both physical and online exhibitions as well. But it's still 
having it, I don't know, in a famous museum, that would be nice to have in five oh, or yes. ten years or however many years. Well, I'm sure it will happen because they are they're just amazing. When when I'm I'm looking at them and zooming in, I just like they blow my mind how wonderful these these oh, photographs are. Fo to say it's a photograph just doesn't seem to do it justice. You know, so it's not a photograph; it's art, isn't it? So so there we go. But I mean, I wish you every success, and I really do hope. I really look. You know, I hope to sort of see when your course is done. I hope that that, that is a great success. I'm sure it will be because, as you say, there are so many people wanting to understand how you do this and i wish you every success with the business and with your continued creativity and yeah if people want to reach out to you or get in touch with you what's the best way for them to do that it is the website is www.photopartrial.com or instagram is at photopartrial underscore okay well i'll link to those i'll link to those in the show notes so people can go there yeah. And we're on Facebook as well and Pinterest as Photobot Trial. Wonderful. That's brilliant. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been absolutely fascinating. I can't believe how much I'm learning about lots of different products and different subjects doing this. So thank you for your time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.